And let's go to AccuWeather World Headquarters, meteorologist Joe Lundberg. Joe, I see National Weather Service posting winter storm watch locally starting at 1 p.m. today through 10 a.m. tomorrow, and then a winter storm warning just to the east, and we could see up to six inches in places in the Laurel Highlands, right? Yeah, I mean, we're going to see this transition from the mildness that we've got right now with temperatures at or above the 40-degree mark. Uh, down to the freezing mark by the time we get to about sundown or shortly thereafter as this cold air comes drilling in. And at that point in time, the precipitation, obviously, whatever there is, is going to be in the form of snow showers. We think even here in the city, probably one to three inches can accumulate in these snow showers uh, late this afternoon into tonight. They should exit pretty quickly tomorrow morning, so it's mostly an overnight problem. But compounding that will be the fact that temperature will be continuing to drop down into the upper 20s, so all that wetness will start to freeze up on the area highway, so that's going to cause some additional travel problems throughout the region. And this is really our first season, seasonal snow. Yeah. But will it last a week from today? No, no it probably doesn't. In fact, I think temperatures, to, uh, by the time we get to Wednesday, are back up near 40 degrees. And it's tough to melt a lot of snow this year unless you get a really wild air mess like we've had over the past couple of days. But, uh, you know, anything that's facing the sun will melt away. Now, we do expect more clouds as we get to the back end of the week. But, again, temperatures Thursday, Friday, probably going to be in the uh, low to mid-40s. And right now, if this snow can't survive, it doesn't look good for a white Christmas. All right, partner, thank you. Have a great day. All right, you too. Meteorologist Joe Lundberg at AccuWeather's World Headquarters. So you going to drive anywhere tonight, Marty? No. We went to this amazing light show at the Botanical Gardens. Have you been to this? It's no. amazing. Where is it? Man, out toward the, uh, the airport, out in that direction. The Botanical Gardens. It's absolutely beautiful. Unbelievable Christmas lights. But I was sitting there thinking, wow, this would really look cool with snow. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like having no snow. We haven't had. I mean, think about this. Marty, we just had last week five straight days of sunny and blue skies and relatively mild temperatures yeah. for the mid-December. Yes. I can't remember a December where we've actually to this point had better weather. I can't either. And I know people like winter and they like snow, but I'd rather not have it at all. However, they did have two feet of snow in seven springs. Saw that. They opened for the season at the end of last week. Good for them. They had nice crowds up there. People wanted to ski. So uh, this will help, but as Joe said, probably won't stick around for Christmas. But but as our friend Andy Amron said, and I've talked to several different business owners about how this has changed the dynamic of their business. So my man Carlos, who cuts down trees, staying through the winter. Uh, NASCO Roofing, staying through the winter. Your guys, I'm guessing they're roofing all winter. JP Roofing and Siding, yeah, Joe, their crews are working. I mean, I mean, the, why why wouldn't they work last week, for instance? Construction guys. They're, they're building a house in our neighborhood. Maybe I'll get Joe, I'll see if Joe Patacha can fix that leaky roof in Harrisburg. That's hysterical. People aren't going to believe this story so coming up. Uh, we're so going to talk to State Rep Josh Kale here in the next hour. So they're lying to us, saying they can't work until March because there's a leak in the ceiling in the state house. Seriously. Do they realize how ridiculous that sounds? I think they don't. I think they're ignorant. I think they just do what they do. It's embarrassing. It actually is. And at the end of the day, they should take responsibility for it. Hey, hey let me just offer a piece of advice because my daughter is sick as hell. 
from this flu. And I got a note from uh, Don Yealy. Uh, flu cases and COVID cases on the upswing. Higher than in the past three to four years. Three to four years? Yes, sir. Yeah, but not uh, not at the level of uh, the really high numbers in the COVID era. But all these ignorant morons who are angry about wearing the mask at UPMC, when is it starting Wednesday? Starts Wednesday officially, and then many other medical facilities have followed or will right. probably follow suit. We're being a jag off. I can't stand these people when I post something like this. The masks don't work. Some old lady, some angry jerk. What the hell do you know about data? What the hell do you know about COVID or the flu and masking? It's ignorant, man. Well, if that's how you feel, don't go. There you go. Skip your uh, surgery. And have you noticed, Barney, now you see people wearing masks, not wearing masks, some places. Yeah, I don't and, mind. And you don't even think about you it don't. that much. It doesn't. Like, before COVID, if someone wore a mask, it would have been a big scene. Yeah, I saw Colin when I'm some big rant about masks. Come on, man. Come on. Well, we talk. I think Dr. Don Yeely, who, by the way, is the chief medical officer at UPMC, uh, we defer to his expertise in yeah. medical. You know, he, he explained it very well last week to us uh, why it's it's just an improvement. He said it's not a catch-all, and he's not suggesting it is. But the percentages are much lower if everyone in that medical environment is wearing a proper mask. And by the way, we were at uh, MedExpress for my daughter for the flu. And she's on this Tamiflu stuff and blah, blah, blah. Man, there were people in there with the flu, Larry, that were bigger folks. I am not judging obesity. I know it's a struggle. But, man, if you have the flu and you're older and you're obese, you're in trouble. You're, you're just, their breathing was, oh, my gosh, I was worried about them sitting there. All I'm saying is if you're old, you're obese, and you get the flu, you're jeopardizing your life. 30,000 people die some years from the flu. What I'm trying to say is if you have the chance, get the flu shot. Only 17% of Americans have the flu shot. 17%. That's surprising to me. And only 8% have this uh, COVID booster. We got them both, right? They came in here and did that. the same day. Yeah, yeah. When the weather turns, like it apparently will today, you can tune in to the KDK Radio Storm Center. We'll keep you up to date with traffic reports, school closures, and all the information you need. The KDK Radio Storm Center brought to you by Mr. Reuter. Call 412-Reuter2. And coming up right after the news at the bottom of the hour, we're going to get an update. You have been mentioning the flu, your oldest daughter, Sophia, dealing with flu right now coming back from school yeah and it's not about us it's not about me for sure but uh don Healy did some checking we've seen some high numbers and we kind of want to give people advice um a lot of folks are not getting the flu shot a historic number 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 and right now uh it's a bad time to jack with this larry because you're around so many people you know what i mean right and people have a lot of plans to get together and I imagine uh, people are excited to do that, but there may be some anxiety that comes along with that in some cases. Well, yeah, my sister um, has a pancreatic cancer. She's immunosuppressed. So my daughter has the flu. We have 25 to 30 people coming over for Christmas. You don't want anybody getting sick. You certainly don't want her exposed. Um, but as the doctors told us yesterday, so 
you're uh, active in terms of contagious illness for five days. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, she should be okay by Wednesday. And because we were so proactive, um, she's on this Tamiflu stuff, which is prescription. And by last night, she was uh, feeling better. But she's in isolation in our basement, which sucks for her. She just got home. All her friends are home, blah, blah, blah. But what's ironic is she had to schedule a flu shot and a COVID booster shot, and the university had canceled it because of who knows what. I'm not trying to lecture folks, but all I'm suggesting is if you have a chance to get out there and get it done. A couple of good questions for Dr. Yealy. One would be, what does that Tamiflu do to help mitigate? And then is it too late for people to get those shots if they want them in the season? I think not because we still have winter to go. I mean, winter starts this week, so we're going to go through January, February, on into March. And what would make sense, uh, considering most folks are off, actually, as you know, Larry, till early in the next year, you're going to be around thousands of people. And it would be smart to have the flu shot and the COVID booster. And as we reported, only 18% of folks got this flu shot and even less, like 8% of juveniles got the uh, COVID booster. It's kind of weird how people just kind of blow this stuff off because they assume that COVID now is like the common cold. My next-door neighbor, who's a doctor, who I love to death, Dr. Dave, is sick as hell from COVID right now. Sick as hell. My point is you can't blow this stuff off. Matter of perspective, it'll be a little bit of a winter wonderland. Depends on where you are tonight into tomorrow morning. We're looking at the possibility of up to six inches in the Laurel Highlands, one to three generally. Nice through the night into tomorrow morning. So a week away from Christmas, a lot of families will be gathering, but there are a lot of issues when it comes to flu and COVID. You are experiencing that firsthand at home. Yeah, my daughter has the flu. Um, And by the way, she was really sick. She had a temperature of 104, which is very high. Took her immediately to, we called our doctors. They said, go to the Med Express. They were wonderful. They gave her Tamiflu and she's improving. I uh, grabbed Don Yuli this morning, not to talk about my daughter, but to talk about the flu in general and COVID and the mask. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. Ignoring uh, these uh, flu shots, I think, is ridiculous. And you're setting yourself up to get really sick. Are you not, sir? You're exactly right, Marty. Uh, what the vaccine does, whether it's a flu vaccine or COVID-19, is prepare you to fight off either one of those viruses if you contract the viruses. It's not there to prevent the infection. And as you noted, even healthy young people can have a terrible ride with either COVID-19 or influenza. Uh, Yeah, for some people it's a cold, but for many people it's way worse. The best way to make sure it's as mild as possible is to get those vaccines. And is it too late for people who are thinking, okay, I'm motivated now, I want to get one or both, and should they get both? They should get both. You can get them both on the same day, usually in uh, two different arms, and it is never too late, really. Um, The flu uh, season will extend for a couple more months at a minimum, and COVID really, while it has some variation over the months, it doesn't really go away at least our observation yet. So it's not too late. Do it right now or do it tomorrow. Hey, Doc, uh, you're seeing higher numbers. Could you could you uh, explain, please? 
So for the past literally six to seven weeks, we're seeing more of RSV, which is respiratory syncytial virus. We're seeing more influenza, not a big surprise. It usually starts around this time of the year, and more COVID-19. And when you put them together, yeah, there's enough of a pattern that it's clearly on an upswing, and it's going to cause harm to people. It's why we're rolling out the mask mandate. That's one thing that can help all three of those things. Uh, we're asking about it in the healthcare setting, which is a different environment than out in other social functions. We want to make sure that people are safe. And by people, I mean people who come for care and people who are giving care. We're with Dr. Don Yealy, Chief Medical Officer, UPMC, in that mask mandate will begin Wednesday, correct, Doc, at your, all your that facilities? Is, that is correct, and it'll be for uh, everyone who's in an area where people who are coming in for care might be at. And so obviously the emergency department, the care units, the clinics, uh, and other places that you might be in in any one of those facilities. Obviously offices that have nothing to do with clinical care don't really need the same protections right now. Doctor, what does Tamiflu do yeah, yeah. to Great mitigate question, man. the issues of flu? Just curious how that works. Well, Tamiflu's major effect is to help you recover a little bit more quickly. And in some uh, groups, particularly the elderly, it may help prevent spread once there's been an outbreak. Uh, you take it on a daily basis. Uh, it's an offshoot of some other previous uh, viral medications we have. And it, it really does just help you get better sooner. For an average healthy young person who's not having a, a bad episode with the flu, you might not notice much of a difference. But for someone who's a little bit more mature, has underlying conditions, particularly immunosuppression, or has a real severe case from the onset, as, as Marty noted, it really can help you feel better. Hey, uh, I wanted to mention something. My daughter's 19. You think, wow, she's strong as hell. My man, she had 104 temperature, throwing up all night, um, this is very serious. And I saw older folks who were obese in the uh, Med Express. That can be outright, downright dangerous, can it not, sir? Absolutely, for both influenza and COVID-19. Uh, let's not forget that each year with just influenza alone, somewhere between 70 and 100,000 Americans will die from influenza. It's not, it's not a glorified cold. And while we can predict many of them, there are some people who are younger that still surprise us. And to think that you could have averted that with uh, a vaccination, it really it, it speaks to uh, what's the right thing to do here if you put risk and reward. Yep. The vaccines are really very safe no matter what you've heard. And before you go, obviously people will be gathering. Do you have any advice nice. for people who are traveling or getting together? If you're feeling sick, fevers, coughs, sore throat, running those, try to avoid gathering because you really will just spread. All of these agents we've talked about are spread very, very easily, usually with close contact. Number two, make sure you're vaccinated if you can. And three, if you have to be around folks, wear a mask, a surgical grade and above mask and not a cloth mask. Really, that's the best nice. way to make sure that you don't come in contact or you don't spread it along to other people. That's going to be hard during a meal, and that's why we say if you can avoid congregating, do it. Um, if you have any questions, see your doctor, test yourself. We have a lot of tools to help out now. Thanks. Hey, man, uh, the, the vaccine, sorry, Larry, the vaccine out there right now for the flu, sometimes you hit or miss the uh, right vaccine that you're, uh, a flu virus that you're attacking. 
Uh, did you hit it this year? Is it the right blue? If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it looks like it's on the higher end of the match. Uh, what we do to put together the flu vaccine is look at what happens in other parts of the world. Usually the flu spreads in a consistent pattern from one area of the world to the next. That's what helps us. As you might imagine, we really only have months of, of uh, notice to try to predict which flu variants will be here. This looks like a better match, but even in the years where you heard the match wasn't very good, it still primes your immune system because the vaccine is not terribly specific to just one form of I the see. flu. It really uh, it has a couple different features of the flu in there, and together it not only protects against those at a very high level, but it reminds your body in general about how to attack the flu virus. There's a lot of common features in all flu viruses. Doc, we appreciate your expertise. Thank you. And if we don't talk, have a great holiday. Same to you, and thanks for having me. You're the best, man. It's important stuff. Thank you, sir. Dr. Don Yealy, Chief Medical Officer at UPMC on the Big K Morning Show. Final regular home game of the year. This Saturday at 4.30, the Steelers welcome the Cincinnati Bengals. Our brother station, 93.7, the fam will be set up. At Rivers Casino for all your sports book action three hours before kickoff. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. So, big story coming up top of this hour big economic impact and image story for the city of Pittsburgh. And right after the news at seven, we're going to talk to State Representative Josh Kale about a leaky roof in Harrisburg that has delayed the work of the people. They're lying so they can stay off work until March is basically what you're March? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? How, how bad is the roof? Come on. Depends on who you talk to. It's the ceiling and the... But that's not the point. Have you been to Harrisburg? There are so many buildings where these idiots could meet. And I say that in the nicest way in the Christmas spirit. It's just lazy. It's just politics. They're playing games. We're going to get into it. You see they uh, sold U.S. Steel? To a Japanese company, what was it, $14 billion? That's a big story. I mean, it's kind of uh, the dynamic of the marketplace and how the world has changed and how Pittsburgh has changed. I-, I know they like to call us a steel city, but we're not the steel city anymore. When my parents were, uh, would, it, would it have been during World War II, we made, and my son brings this up because they learned this stuff in school and they ask us about this. We made uh, 20% of the world, world steel, 20% of the whole world tanks and guns and during the war and yeah the hot metal bridge Man. which which was not a pedestrian or a trap traffic bridge i guess yeah it was pedestrian but that was where they sent a lot of the hot steel it was one of the most guarded bridges in the world during world war ii because 20 percent, larry the whole world steel out of pittsburgh hey did your dad because my dad did he showed me those photographs back in the day of the skies were so dark. Yeah. My dad said he had to change. He they wore white shirts to yep. work. They had to. He had to change his shirt at lunchtime because there'd be so much soot around the neck and collar. It's so weird how the world has changed. So that's true. And then you know this. My mom said they used to come with these trucks and dump a coal into their basement. So they burned coal in their house. Right. Um, they worked at U.S. Steel. And then they smoked. Everybody, look at the old numbers. 
How um, many, you mean how many people smoke cigarettes? Almost 80%. My father smoked three packs of Lucky Strikes a day. So, so throw all those together. But, and, and let me say this, um, I, everyone in my neighborhood worked at U.S. Steel. And I had friends that in the summertime would go there and work, and they made 25 bucks an hour when I was making five. And they sat around during the Halcyon days, the good old days, the, the U.S. Steel's, and then we saw it collapse. So it's kind of sad to see this uh, happening, but it's a long time coming. It just is. Paul Rasmussen will have details coming up in just a moment. 